Office Hours with Ernest Wilkins was recorded live at Mass in the greatest city in the world, Chicago, USA. Welcome back to Office Hours, folks. I'm Ernest Wilkins. Office Hours is a newsletter and podcast about the business of culture, and our mission here is to explore how brands and creators and those in the cultural scene leverage cultural moments to create, achieve creative success. Office Hours is made by Mess, a design, development, and content studio based in Chicago. Mess helps brands tell their story online and off. Do yourself a favor. Log on. See what they're working with. See what we're working with at www.madeatmess.com One of the best things about living in Chicago and being around the cultural scenes around this city has been the rise of really talented people who have gone on to really shake the industries in which they are a part of. Chris Classic Innumerable is one of those people. Classic discovered his love and talent for music at a young age. The native Chicagoan comes from a musically inclined family and Back in 2006, he built a small recording studio in his parents' basement. Chicago being the big, small town that it is, his clientele list quickly grew via word of mouth. Classic quit his bank job and then transferred from DePaul to Columbia College, Chicago to study audio arts and acoustics. As you may imagine, Classic's dad really wasn't a big fan of having people going in and out of the house at all hours of the night. So the studio moved into the basement of a three-bedroom house in the Portage Park neighborhood before relocating to its current home in an empty loft space in the Ukrainian Village neighborhood in 2012. Since then, the creative output from Classic Studios this decade has gone worldwide, with Classic Studio being the home of some of the biggest releases from the city. Classic now manages two of the brightest talents the city has produced in recent years, St. Louis native Smino and producer Monty Booker. I would say he's one of a very small list of Chicagoans who had their finger on the pulse of what's going on culturally here in 2019. And I'm really excited for this episode and I think you're going to enjoy it. So after the music break, my combo with Chris Classic. All right, so going back to the beginning, like uh, you're native Chicagoan. Mm-hmm. Um, where, what part of the city are you from? Uh, northwest side of Chicago. Okay. So what was your first exposure to local music in the city? Man, my high school, mm-hmm. for real, like I, I went to Lane Tech. Met, there's, if you went to Lane, there was like a th- I graduated with like fourteen hundred people, so there's yeah, it's a big disc. Lane takes it, and it's also produced a lot of people. Like I know Joe went there. Joe like, went it's there. crazy. Yeah, all the homies went there, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I I would always just run into so many people who did music, who were producers, who were creatives, who were um, just in 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 the music field, and I was just always interested in that, just right. because of like my upbringing with my mom. My mom was always into music. She played me uh, a lot of vinyls, like old vinyls of the Bee Gees and 
you know, like you're a disco yeah, baby. Yeah, my dad, my my mom used to, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Used to play a lot of moms disco. Moms really, baby. really were messing with disco. I feel like, yeah, yeah, facts. Like the staying alive was like the, my mom played that shit today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like today, it's funny. That's real. But yeah, that was the first time I actually get had, got exposure into like the the music community of Chicago, mm-hmm. and then kind of built off that. Okay, mm-hmm. so then it took you kind of to where I feel like a lot of creatives go into. Okay, who am I around? Who is my immediate community? And they sit, they have the like same context as you do, right? They they grew up on the same stuff, '90s bulls, everything. Yeah. So you started making music with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. And so what about it? Drew, were you trying to be an artist at first, or were you just you always navigated towards the back end? Uh, no, I, I did start off as a uh, as a rapper. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, you, you, no one's gonna hear. Any, oh, you sure? I, we can't we can't get no, a high sixteen right quick. No, I don't got no bars, <laughs> zero bars, bro. <laughs> so, I'm not in front of the mic anymore, so I, I, I don't do that. You're in front of a mic right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> I do this for you. Yes, 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 yes. yes I appreciate that. I got you. I appreciate that. Okay, cool. So no, no hot sixteens this time, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. You get to a position where Mm -hmm. you have to say, okay, you know, and we've all been there. You Mm -hmm. know what? Not for me. I'm not going to be up front. When did you make the decision to pivot to becoming someone who is actually producing the music itself or the engineering of the music? Um, I think so. When I started rapping, I I took interest into one of my friends from back in the day gave me uh, this um, program called Fruity Loops. Mm-hmm. Oh my and God. Course, how many careers have launched off yeah, Fruity Loops? Yeah, and how many people have started a conversation or an interview like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by starting <laughs> with Fruity, Fruity Loops. Loops. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I started off with Fruity Loops, made beats, and realized that I was more interested on that side of everything right. rather than actually like writing music and like, you know, I, I love the cadences. I love creating tone i love i love just how things sounded overall because i would always break apart music um by like the texture and the sounds of like what was included in it you know what i mean so um yeah and that's how i kind of like trans like transition from me being like you know what i'm not gonna do this rapping thing. My I don't got a rapping voice. I don't. I don't yeah. think it's you're not out, you're not out here. here. No, that's not me. <laughs> uh, but I was. I was like, you know what? I, I really like this other side of the game where um, I could produce the music. I could um, manipulate sounds, mm-hmm. and that's how I really transitioned to that side. What did you grow up? Li- I mean, what were you and your friends listening to around this time? Around that time, yeah. I was listening to. Uh, a lot of you know Neptunes. Oh my god, I'm, I'm a Neptunes kid. Every man, yeah, tatted on me, bro. Look. Oh wow, he really does have a Neptunes yeah. tattoo. That's crazy. <laughs> oh man, but no, like that's that's important because I always mm-hmm. ask because it's either people were just like Drake people. Yeah, it's like Dr. Dre. Or you were a Neptune's person, or yeah. you were a Timberland person, right? And like That's those, facts. those are like yeah. the three major trees for like I feel like the, the last ten or twelve years of artists where it's mm-hmm. like, yep, I grew up with Dre, yep, I grew up with Tim, yep, yeah. I grew up with Neptune's. Damn, that's real. Yeah, but it's, it makes sense though because those are the biggest artists of that time frame when you were young. Yep. I have this theory. It's called cultural fossilization, right? Okay. You freeze culturally when you're at the peak of your social circle, right? So that's why everybody peaks in high school. Those right. people, because that was the most time that they've ever been the most powerful that they will be socially, because human right. beings are social, right? right? So it's interesting to me because a lot of people don't understand the link between that creativity that mm-hmm. comes now and the inspiration that came before it. So for me, it's like you were inspired mm-hmm. by the Neptunes, and that's probably influenced a lot of stuff that you don't even think about, like mm-hmm. damn, like how stuff sounds, like how stuff's textured. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna repeat the beat four times before you go in, like Pharrell does, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, 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 right. I yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. No, that's that's an interesting thought. Damn. You put me on to something. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah, because it's crazy. And like, I, I enjoy it because I also see from your side of things, you have been advantageous because you've provided. And I, I said this, you know, before we even got on the air, I was yeah. like, Chicago's got a ton of talent, but it doesn't have a ton of resources for nope. that talent. No. Nope. And I think that's one of the underlying pieces as to people always wanting to every, I feel like every three weeks we get the, why isn't Chicago as successful as whatever? Mm-hmm. And I want to ask your opinion about that. I, I got a lot to say. Oh yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. But the, the to that point I want to talk about because it makes a lot of sense, but people don't think about it. Like you yeah. need resources for these these artists to become yeah. talented. You need oh, yeah, you studios. Definitely do. Yes. Right. yes. So, so then talk to me about that sense because it feels like you've always kind of at least since I've known you, mm-hmm. you've always kind of been a community supporter. You pop yeah. out to stuff when you always. probably are tired. <laughs> always, always. Why, why is that important to you? Um, I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of of Chicago artists. I'm, I'm a fan of. Uh, every creative that comes out of Chicago because I'm born and raised here. Right. So I'm always looking for the next person, like the next, I, I always get my energy off of that. I get excited off of the fact that I'm like, Oh wow, this new person is amazing. People should start paying attention to right. this person. Like I'm still doing that to this day at, at classic studios. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm walking into rooms going like, well, what's this? Yeah. You know what, like, I mean? what, like, what y'all doing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> just trying to like pick their brain and, and, and just give them a little bit of like, you know, what I think mm. they need because yeah. at the end of the day, like you can't give somebody too much where you can't give them too much of what they should do. Just give them enough so that they can mm. figure out what to do from there. Okay. You know so what I mean? yeah, I, I completely, it makes sense to yeah. me, but like, if, I feel like also you're an unofficial mentor and you mm-hmm. just talked about like you can't give them too much. Like where yeah. does that come from? Like who is your mentor in that standpoint? And yeah, yeah. yeah who's your mentor in that? Uh, right now? Or just in general. Like in when you general? were coming up, like who oh, was the person okay. that was kind of took you under their wing oh, in the man. city? Uh, Actually, like my my mentors were uh, people not in the music industry. Yeah. Like uh, my guy, Bim, who actually uh, owns this business called I Know Prince. Mm-hmm. He was actually one of my my mentors where I learned a lot about the business side of everything, like how to start an LLC, right. what I should do. And like he actually helped me out uh, with the transition from the studio uh, when we were at the house on Bernice mm-hmm. and we transferred over to Chicago Ave. He helped me with all that because it was a very scary step for me because I was finally going all into this yeah. business that I didn't know a lot about, you so, know? Yes. Talk more about that. That I feel like it's the gap, right? It's like mm-hmm. the gap between I'm doing this casually and I'm actually in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's a scary process for everybody I've ever talked to that's done it. I mean, yeah. what was the thing that got you to continue to push towards doing it? Um, it what pushed me the most was seeing that people weren't there was always new people coming through my door right you know and i think that inspired me more when i started seeing even even the quality of people coming in like everyone's great everyone's yeah. talented not everybody's know? great don't do yeah. that <laughs> don't do that <laughs> i believe i believe people got potential they just yeah. gotta find it might not be music you yeah. know what I mean? sometimes yeah. people just gotta Try it out, and if it doesn't work out, maybe you just like, hey, tell them. Like, I agree with up. that. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Give it Every, a shot. Everyone's good at something, but right. if they might be trying it out, but it might not work out. Let them know. Yeah, and and it's good too because then there's not that case of what if. Yeah, exactly. You know like, what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's real. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but yeah, that's that's how. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> I was trying to go back. Just talk about mentorship and like, who were your mentors? Oh yeah, yeah. So Bim, yeah, Bim was my one of my mentors. My dad, of course, major mentor. Like, he, 
if you've met my dad, he's mm-hmm. one of those guys where you'll have like a 30 minute talk with him and like all of a sudden you'll it'll just reshape how you think about life. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, that's he's, that, he's like, one of those guys. That's a bad energy I'm trying to bring to the world. I'm yeah. trying to hit you with the I'm going to let's go have a conversation. Right. <laughs> well, he he won't say a lot. He'll just say enough and that's where I learned that from where sometimes you don't have to like it sometimes we we say things to prove that we know something, right? Mm, versus yes. versus just saying what we need to tell some, you know, everyone has their own different viewpoint of truth. Mm-hmm. We can't like you know, like force people to understand. This is what we you have right. to understand. My 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 viewpoint is the truth. Right. Nah, everyone has their own perspective, and that's something my dad taught me. Was like it, you have to allow people to find their own journey in something right. and guide them in the right way that's without like telling them like no, you got to be this person. This person, you got to jet. No, like you got to. That's how. That's how my dad like really. And that's cold. Tell me that. That's cold too because it's like you have to learn yourself. Like, yeah, you, exactly. You make your own mistakes. Mm-hmm. You learn your own lessons. You take your bumps on the head. That's yeah. that's that's fire. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm really excited because you've worn a lot of hats in the music business at mm-hmm. this point. You know, yeah. from engineer to the owner of a studio yeah. to a manager. Now, like for you as somebody who is still active still outside you're still seeing acts you're still having people recording the space you know what do you think is and i want to segue into the conversation about chicago as a musical city like i think it's very interesting to witness the the rise and also the realization that the rise is continuing to happen yeah like i feel like there's a sense that people thought like 2011 and 2012 was it yeah and if you didn't get on in between 2011 and 2012 it's a Mm -hmm. wrap and i think the work y'all have been cranking out of that studio since then Mm -hmm even during that period of time is a proof that this isn't just a fad. So I want to kind of get your sense of like, you know, where do you stand on the conversation around Chicago and its status as a musical city? Right now, I feel like it's an open space. Like, but it's it's funny. I just had this conversation with somebody, um, you know, just Rocky just dropped his project. Shout out to Rocky Fresh. Yeah, Rocky Fresh, come on, Office Rocky, Hours. Yeah. Saying HF and this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my boy Rocky. I've seen his growth, uh, over the the past yeah ten years yeah. When, when when did he sign again to shit oh nine oh nine yeah, so it, early it feels like two thousand ten right now like yeah it, it, yes it, I agree with yes, you yes it feels like two thousand ten the energy is high people are putting out stuff that's really critically acclaimed yeah and like the smashes are kind of bubbling yep and and, and Kanye's doing weird stuff yeah and yep. so yes you're right it's twenty <laughs> oh wow that's crazy yeah it's two thousand ten <laughs> like it's like it's that decade right now yeah like, coming back it, um but right now right now like. I think about last year, um, the artist out of Chicago that was coming out was, you know, you got you had No Name, yep. Saba, and Smino, and they kind of graduated to the next uh, step of their careers, right. right? So this year, it's kind of like it was open. Like, yeah. it, to me, it felt like it was open, you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm constantly giving, like, all these new artists that, you know, you got Cowboy, you have Polo G, you yeah. have all these people who are still doing great things, and, like, I'm like, oh, dope. Um, but... To me, I always feel like Chicago, this is what happens. I feel, I always say this, Chicago is like the open gym. It's an <laughs> oh, open okay. gym yeah, okay. to, to a lot of this music, like the creatives like work here and, and figure things out because we're such a blank canvas. And sometimes a blank canvas could be very in- intimidating to somebody who's yeah. a creative, you know, like, because you don't know where to start. Right. But. What the beauty of Chicago is that it allows us to figure out who we are, right? Mm-hmm. And if we don't believe you mm-hmm. at all, 
we don't fuck with it. Yeah. That's why we're like the hardest. Yeah. We're the hardest. That's a very good point. Yeah. Because the city of hella haters thing, I think, gets misunderstood. Yeah, it does. Because, yeah. yes, there are people who are just bitter, and that happens any scene. That's, mm-hmm. any, that's any business anywhere in the world. Yeah. But, like, I think the thing that people don't understand is that if you took all of the artists and the shit, just let's even just say session artists right, right. who are from the city, the music industry will fall apart in, like, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's so much talent that you will never know their names, even though you should, or you don't know mm-hmm. their names as well, that are propping up the popular music industry. And so, for me, it's funny because it's like, there's a reason everybody's so cold, and it's because you couldn't come. And that's our generation, I feel like. That's yeah, our generation. Yeah. The kids underneath us work in more collaboration than I've ever seen anybody else do. Oh, yeah. Like, they're nice to Shout each other. Shout out to the internet. Shout out to the internet. Also, like, the rock kids and the rap kids yeah. hang out, which is like some some foreign leg level shit to me yeah. like because you, you never saw it when we were younger no we didn't and so it's cool to see it but i think the thing that is funny for all of this is you have to be dope <laughs> yeah period don't just, matter what you're doing it. just be dope yeah i think we think too too outside the box to like why is this not working it's like it's not good it's not bro. good, <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> like it um that's another thing too is that I really push the idea of good music doesn't need to be overly pitched. Like you really if if music like we claim to say oh yeah well we didn't have enough press we yeah, didn't have enough yeah. we didn't have enough no Dock that it's shit just, yes it's just the music wasn't moving wasn't the way there. it needed to it wasn't there just be honest you know if you if you if you stay honest and you're you're very I'm very self aware yeah. so it's like I understand that. Right. But when you understand that level of like, you just have to know, just be like, man, I took an L on this. Now, it's fine. On your side, on the creative side of the back end, mm-hmm. working with these artists, when you get that brick, mm-hmm. it feels like, and, and again, how does that how does that go down? Like something mm-hmm. isn't well received. I mean, is it a situation where people just start pointing fingers? Like, because that's what it feels like. It feels like people see it, the reaction, and if yeah. it isn't a reaction they like, they get mad. Oh, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of, Finger pointing yeah. at, at, at certain things. And of course, there's things where, you know, you have to own up like, damn, you know, we, we should have done this. We mm-hmm. should have done that. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's like w- it's done now. That moment is done. Like, what, what else can you do? But right. Learn from it. You know, mm-hmm. like just know what you could have done better and do that for the next situation. You know, like there's been a lot of a lot of artists that I've seen like drop a bad album yeah. and the next album is what? Fire. Yeah. You see that plenty of times, but you, you, you just can't allow that to kind of like discourage you from moving forward, you right. know, and like make you feel like it, 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 it. You can't put too much effort into thinking like it could be sometimes it might be the team. Or it could be, you know, there's too many factors. Like, I, I can't really, like... It's all also, like... Yeah, there's too much. At the end of the day, it's subjective. Very, this whole business is subjective. And it's it's so weird to me that, like, you can't really define something too directly because it's, like, it's all up for interpretation. Yeah. That's yeah. why, That's why like, I get nervous when I see like, people being like, here's how to operate the music business. Right. And it's like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, you, oh, man, bro, that's... This conversation is exactly what I've been thinking about for the last year of me being a manager is that we we as managers or just people in the music industry, we don't have anything figured out on some real shit because things change so fast. Yeah. Technology changes so fast. And what are we doing? We're just trying to be, keep up with yeah, it you or to. try yeah. to get ahead of it. Right. 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 And those are the only two things you could do because I, I 
I remember um, starting this whole thing, just like getting on this side and like trying to create a formula of like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, this, mm-hmm. this, 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 and this. The next year, I'm like, I look at that same list. I'm like, I'm not doing that same that same formula, <laughs> yeah, bro. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. Right. So it's you constantly have to reinvent yourself almost every year mm-hmm. as a creative. It's that's tiring. Yeah. Like to somebody who's making music and then they have to deconstruct everything right. back to like, all right, go back to square one. Why do I like doing this? Why do I love this? And then you got people telling you, talking to you in your ear, like, yo, you got to do like this. You got to yeah. do it. because at that point now you feel like you you figured it out but then you have to keep working off that same thing you're like no i don't want to do it like that as an artist mm-hmm. i understand that because i've been around artists like, yeah. my whole life so yeah. i understand that process and i sometimes get into um i get into uh these situations with the artists i work with where i'm like i might do too much business and i try to like fall back and be yeah. like now nah, let's just talk about some regular shit because we can't talk like this all the time you know that's important though because as a manager you also spend a, a lot of time with your artists mm-hmm. so well, let's take a step back you were you obviously had the recording studio yeah and so i saw the piece uh dj booth wrote about it mm-hmm. it was cool because it was to, like yeah shout out to donna too yeah it was cool because it was like oh shit like it's cool to witness history live <laughs> <laughs> and so like you don't see you don't pay attention to it until like i saw that list of everybody who's recorded yeah, yeah, and yeah. i was like holy <laughs> shit like <laughs> fuck like it was crazy uh, so when at that point though with this, the studio you know booming you got a team underneath you of mm-hmm. engineers and techs and people who are making it happen every day what what made you transition to management um, honestly I didn't want to be like I didn't even think about being a manager I don't, I'm not going to say want to be but yeah. Um, I, yeah I just never thought of it until Smino really just asked me out of nowhere and was like yo you might as well manage me and I was like all right and, sure okay and that was that i think it was two years after that that's when yeah. i saw i met you yep and we did things with red bull and yeah things just started moving i just really believed in him you know like he was smino was a producer slash engineer at like my studio like 10 years ago you know what i mean yeah. like just, he's been here he's been yeah, here like, and people was, don't like they didn't pay attention before but now it's like and and, and to me it's like that dj booth um write-up is the same idea mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. where you know, like I just like working, right? And I'm not really like the type of guy to be like, oh, I need to go out and do interviews. I need to go oh, tell yeah. everyone about yeah. my narrative. I'm not that type of person. I'm the type of person to be like, yo, if someone hits me up and I really, you know, yeah, I could swear, yeah, and if swear. I really fuck with you, yeah. and I'm like, all right, cool, like let's rock, let's have a conversation. Love I'm it. down for this stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? But I'm not the one to chase that. I'm I'm more chasing like wondering what I got to do next for the next move for the family for. You know, like yeah, you do for the studio. Yeah, you, you really from Chicago with it. No, that's, yeah, facts. That's, I think that's why this just like the concept of industry doesn't work because we all like. Yeah. I'm trying to go home. Right, <laughs> I'm trying to go home, and I'm trying to eat this sandwich with my kids. Right, what y'all talking about? Uh, okay, so you got into it, and it's, you know, it's funny because I still, I like my rate went up after that. That one, that felt yeah. good about. That. I appreciate that. So yeah. I wrote this piece of fish and planes. What was that? 2016. Yeah, that was 2016. Yeah. yeah. Yep. About Smino, and it was the first big, I think, feature on him outside mm-hmm. of like Fake Shore, mm-hmm. and then it from there it was cool because you also I also got to see like people 
fake the funk in real time. Like <laughs> I funny. could like so many people that their their interviews with Smino for the next like year afterward were just my questions. Oh, that's funny. And I was just yeah. like, hey, bro, y'all asking the same shit I already <laughs> asked. <him>. What's fuck? <laughs> that's the that's the cheat code about rap media. A lot of times, right? The people just, ain't outside, so they'll be like, hmm, what did what was said previously? Right, right. <laughs> Let me just Google that real quick. Yeah, and shout out to the people who still do great uh, oh, journalism. Yeah, yeah for we sure. We love y'all. Um, Always hold your head. We got drinks on me. <laughs> um, but. I think it's fascinating too because having the technical experience is not something I know a lot of people who work in management have. Oh, like yeah, you've yeah. actually recorded things, you've engineered mm-hmm. things, you have a sense of like what levels look like. Yeah. You know, you knew the mics was hot when you walked in. You were like, right, oh right. yeah. Like, has that given you an advantage in the process or is it just kind of a nice skill to have? Um, I think it gives me an advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just the technical part of it, but this is something that I teach all my interns at the studio, at Class Studios, where I'm constantly teaching them the idea of, like, emotional intelligence in a room. And, like, I feel like we're never taught that. We're never taught, like, how to be cool with mm-hmm. somebody in or, like, or read the room or understand, like, if an artist is sitting there and he's taking a million takes, right, Find something to mm. alter or change, change the colors of the room, change something so that it it, it feels different. You know what I mean? Like, right. or if there's one, like too many people in the room, it, it takes a, a real engineer to sit there and be like, yo, can everybody leave real quick so we could record this one part? Right. You know, it's, it, it's really delegating that, that task to uh, making sure that the artist is comfortable at all times so that they create to the best of their ability. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, totally. And that's that's something I, I instill in me to this day because with that, it it helped me move in all of these rooms when I'm trying to talk about certain things with my artists right. that I work with, you know, the producers that I work with and understanding the conversations that I have and understanding like, is this the right fit? Like, do I feel like this is right? Or just making sure that everything is aligned because I feel like we we try to like force things and yes I hate that yes I used with to a passion I used to hate going to the studio <laughs> for real I hated Why? it because it was unproductive ninety <laughs> percent of the time oh it always is and but, yeah like but to the artist it's like that you book like twelve hours but mm-hmm. you record for two because the first like. Ten hours is you just trying to figure out what you want to make, right? <laughs> then that's and that's that's a part, of, part the of the process, right? Yeah, exactly. part of the process. Interesting. So I wrote this thing a couple of weeks ago about creating a cultural movement. Mm-hmm. I, I've been studying this stuff for a long time, and it's very okay. interesting because there's a lot of factors that factor into it. Yeah. And the, one of the key ones is collaborating with people who share your similar context. Mm-hmm. And so I think your studio is a prime example of like what happens when that happens oh, because sure. you have a lot of people from the same area, probably went to the same schools, mm-hmm. no same people. You know how small Chicago is. There, yeah. And everybody's working with the understated, like they have their own vision on things. They have their own sound. They have their own style, whatever they're mm-hmm. doing. But the context is familiar. And I think the thing that was cool and I want to get to ghetto sage in a second, but yeah. like those three artists make sense together. It makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. so it's a lot easier to package it and people go, yep, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because human beings recognize patterns. So if you go, oh, That's all the three of these artists are from the Midwest, they all got this lyrical style, they all could bar you the fuck down if they need yeah. to, the instruments are cracking, the live show is good. Like that to me is something that I think a lot of artists don't pay attention to. Like it is great to do, you know, I think people say, oh, I'm self-made, I'm self-made, but you yeah, go yeah. farther together. Yeah, that's real. So, so like, is the collaborative net nature of a studio something that can be created or is it organic? Um, 
I mean, I think it's both because you create that atmosphere so that people could be collaborative, right? Okay. Yeah, that's, that makes sense. That's how I've always built my my studio or have created that vibe of allowing people to be themselves. Mm. I've seen people who didn't like each other who used to record in my studio. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I'm like, but they would be cordial at the studio. Like, right. I've I've seen this like firsthand where I'm like, what? Yeah. Because at the end of the day. They everybody just wants to make good music. It that that's all it is. They're just trying to be the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. When they see other people trying to do that too, then that's what what happens. It, it, it creates like a, a a push of like influencing each other. Or like, oh man, he did that. Let me get better at what I do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's kind of like how I felt when we were at the Dreamville camp. Yeah, at the top of the year, and it just felt like it was really good. Um, competition where everyone wanted to just be very you know what I mean healthy like, competition yeah healthy competition so I want to go to that and shout out to the Grammy nomination that happened oh, today yeah, shout out to yeah. that that's cool that's casual and cool casual. just a casual day uh, so that I'm pro- actually very excited about it you should be <laughs> yeah that's amazing and like people are too cool for school with that shit move, nah. out, move around bro that's crazy um, that process was unique because I feel like a lot of people wanted that thing to be what all rap is Mm-hmm. get everybody together yeah best bars win so i want to talk about that experience with you like what was that experience like for you um it was the best experience i ever seen like it was, it was the best experience for me um and just being able to see the people that i i was such a big fan of right. you know like smino monty even elton to you know these are all like my family to me right, you right, know right. what i mean um to see them in their element right where other people respected them and they're at a certain tier in their careers, that was humongous to mm-hmm. me. Because, you know, like the internet is one thing where people are like, oh, I'm retweeting, I'm replying, all that. But when you see it in real life, that's different, bro. Yeah. Completely different. It's better. It's better, it's bro. It's so much better. And I love it. I love That's why I travel as much as I can to see everything in person because the internet is so, like, whatever to me sometimes, mm-hmm. bro. Like, it's it, not real. It's not real, bro. It's it's really just it's fugazi. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? it's but smoke you, and mirrors. But yeah. I know how to like. But you need to know how to use it nowadays. Yeah, it's a right? tool, though. Yeah, you got to use it as to your advantage because without the internet, like you won't be able to be the first thought in people's minds when they want to listen to music, or you know, you have yeah. to find a way to 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 finesse it so it works in your favor. You yeah. know what I mean? People, so finessing is funny because I am of the opinion that Chicagoans are native finessers. I don't know what yes, it is. We are. It's in the drinking water. I don't it know is. what happened. <laughs> Shout out, you know, out there by Navy Pier, they're just pumping it in. <laughs> but that to me is a, a and I want to make sure that I elaborate on it because yeah. I don't think a lot of people know what finessing is. Finessing isn't like, oh, I'm going to steal something no, or I'm going to get no. finessing no, no, no. is being able to I think it's the word I've it's high emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Some might know it as street smarts. Mm-hmm. It's a situation where you can look in a room, go, "Hmm, energy doesn't feel right. Let me look at this. Let me look at yeah, this. Yeah. Okay, I can do this." Or being confident in your ability to maneuver a situation using your words. Yeah, that to me is finessing. That is that is finessing. Right. That's, uh, and that is just really good at. It. We're good at that because um, we understand people's intentions. Like we we can meet somebody and not. I'll just know initially, just off bat. Like I, I've learned to. Um, when I meet people in the industry, I just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't say, I'll, I'll just say what's up and whatever. And I'm learning to talk a little bit more about myself because I have to, because right. I got to share my narrative. I'm learning that. It's as uncomfortable. I go, but though. it's uncomfortable. I don't yeah. like talking about myself so much. I like talking about the people I work with, right? Um, it's, 
it is uncomfortable for me, but I, I'll always see a shift in in character whenever they find out something about mm-hmm. me, and I'm just like, all right, whatever. But I use that to my advantage now, like, right? So yeah. I don't I don't feed into it too much because I don't I'm not like a very egotistical guy. I know I know who I am. I just sit there and I I try to see what I could do to maneuver through that. Okay. You know, does that make sense? Like, so t- and that is wh- the keep finessing. Going, keep going because yeah. the maneuvering, I think, in and of itself, is tough because I think a lot of people end up fizzling out of the industry because they don't know the common sense stuff that comes with the, the talking, the, right. the relationships. Yeah. It okay. This is something that I uh, one thing I, I could share about what I've learned in my experience of being a manager for like five or six years is understanding leverage and understanding uh, what you could, you know, it's what can you offer to like offer someone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. everyone sees each other as like, all right, well you're this person, but what can you give me right. for real? At the end of the day, like what, that's all this is. It's like, it's a transaction. It, it's, it's all bar. It's a bartering system. Mm-hmm. It's a bartering system of like, well, I got this job at um, Spotify, yeah. but I need to make sure that all these people are top tier. That you know, mm-hmm. my playlisting, I got to make sure. I need to tap into you because you have some, you know, right. all these new artists and stuff, and like, it's all like, it's all relationship based. Hundred percent. Right. All this is relationship based, and I think we we try to force too many situations to say you can't like the whole the the age of bullying from like back in the day in the mm-hmm, 90s mm-hmm. that doesn't work anymore no that doesn't work like right the now that shit is done that's bro. done it's bro done. you it's can't sh- you could shake people up and like f- put fear in them but that doesn't like do as much anymore your stuff it, won't go as far exactly and that's just my opinion it yeah. might be wrong whatever I don't I don't care I that's just I, I what I right. experienced well and, and coming from that as well like I know for a fact that doesn't work anymore yeah, because yeah. the situation and, and this is a lesson to the young artists out there man if you're in a situation with a label make sure your relationship game is tight yeah because it might not be fair but it's the way that things go mm-hmm. yeah. It, uh, yeah no it's it's a very uh it's a very fucked up game. <laughs> but it ain't ours. So, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a thing where if you, cho- again, because some people don't choose to, to get involved with it and that's on them. Yeah. Um, I want to talk. Okay. So we're going to go back to the, the, mm-hmm. the bigger question about the city of Chicago. Your Chicago music is in 2020, a uh, citywide celebration of all things Chicago music from house to gospel to blues mm-hmm. to jazz to rap to rock. What is who are some acts in the city right now that you're looking at and you're going, okay, I'm going to keep an eye on them. Uh, Femdot. Shout another one. HF. Yeah. Femdot. Shout out to home of um, Flossmore high school. We just produced champions by the way. Oh yeah. Juice okay. world. Rocky. Rocky. Uh, Dree- and I think Dreezy went there for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, I, none of this happened while I was there. Mm-hmm. It was like right after I left, everybody decided mm-hmm. to get good at rap. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, Femdot was definitely one. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaina's doing her thing right now. Yeah. She's going crazy. Uh, who else in the city? Rocky just dropped his project. Rocky just dropped. I'm looking at Frank Leone. He's, uh, from, he's from South Burbs, out, out south. He's not on, hip. Dude, he's crazy. Uh, he, I don't know. I think he just did a thing with Innovative Leisure, but oh, he's crazy. Uh, Ban, Banland, ZZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Fire. Fire. Yeah, Banland, yes. ZZ. Um, who else? From Chicago, right? Yeah. Yeah, they could be from the burbs too. From the burbs, okay. I'm I'm gonna say Felix, of course. Yeah. Underrated. Um, he's going crazy. Who mm-hmm. else? Yeah, that, that's, that's all cool. I got that's right cool. Now. That's cool. Yeah. All right, so we talked about it previously, and I want to mm-hmm. get back to it. 
people say Chicago. Why isn't Chicago as good of a music city or good of an industry as New York, Los Angeles, Atlanta? Somebody wow. even said Houston. Why, in your opinion? What What do you think about that? We got too many. We're, we're so segregated. And it, I think it starts there. You know, mm. it, we have too many different pockets of like it feels like even with the studios right to the camps mm -hmm. to we don't work together like that's like the biggest thing but it feels like people do work together people know of each other but they don't like uh, uh, they don't okay. like you know what i mean like yeah. they don't mesh or the resource what happens is like all these um pockets or these people these artists these mm -hmm. um managers these um everyone has resources that um they keep for themselves and they keep for their team. Yes. And that's, that's, yes. And that's fine. Do yeah. that. Right. Right. But sometimes there's situations where a situation doesn't work for you, but you might think like, Hey, I might, this might work for them mm -hmm. or this person or this artist or this producer. And I'm constantly thinking like that whenever a situation comes on my table, mm -hmm. but that's just me. Right? Right, right. And I can only speak on like what I know, what I do and all that. Um, one of the biggest things that I started with, uh, Tamika actually mm -hmm. is this thing called manager special okay where I felt like a lot of the people in or all, a lot of the managers in, in the city didn't like really like don't that's talk a fact because they don't, don't talk, know each other yeah they, they don't, don't you man. know so and so huh who is that bro I, I had two three meetings right with like multiple managers the same day and I'm like yo do you guys know each other and like no and I'm like all right nobody and then i'll be like oh do you know that person like no i'm like you're doing a show with them how come you don't know that person right, right? and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that as managers we are trying to figure everything out for our artists mm -hmm. but we're not trying so hard to build our structure to make sure that we could help okay. our artists keep Does going that on that sense? keep going on that because that's interesting yeah no we just don't create um a, a big enough platform not nah, i wouldn't say platform like uh, just a structure around an art like to me like you know like chances team like they they created a yeah. a, a, a structure that was and look at where chances today yep right but not a lot of people have been trying to like do the same thing but it's like we're all in this idea of like i could just do it myself you cannot you know how many people I'm are so tired of that shit yeah you know how many people are involved to push uh, any album to push yeah. anything like for yeah. real you need a team like you really need a team rappers stop saying you're self-made when what you mean to say is you're self-motivated that's facts because you ain't did that shit by yourself y'all can't even return emails how you self-made <laughs> yeah they don't want to touch that <laughs> they ain't touching they, they ain't seen an account no they don't touch that you know? bro but, uh -huh. so okay so resources are important because i that goes to my point about people talk about why chicago's industry isn't hot we have I would say everything functional that you need, having lived mm -hmm. in Atlanta for a couple of years, mm -hmm. having like been around going to New York and Los Angeles and working in music. Yeah. Like, we have what it, we need to have. Like yeah. the stuff is here. The problem to your, your point is it, the segregation thing is I feel like a security blanket. Yeah. Right. Because, yes, there's the real segregation as like the real issue with the city itself. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the cultural segregation is literally people going. It's And I think it's also tied to that sense of I've got to be the best every single time. Mm -hmm. So I think what happens when people you might see like other cities have like a community where people come and, you know, perform new stuff. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Like, you know, get out there, open mics, whatever. 
that to me doesn't happen in Chicago because I feel like Chicagoans aren't ready to present stuff until it's absolutely done. Yeah, yeah. And until then, it's like, uh, uh-uh, you ain't saying nothing. Right, it's right. It's like it, the same thing that inspires the great work is also why I feel like people don't help each other more. Yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. You know, because if it's like I'm focused on being dope over here, I ain't got time to worry about you. Yeah, that's what it is essentially. Right. <laughs> so I feel like in Chicago specifically, the the that that responsibility to introduce everybody to connect everybody falls on the people who are providing resources yes the studios yes the managers yep. mm-hmm. the podcast hosts yeah. the, the people who are making the media all of those people who are working around this industry we're the ogs right now period isn't that weird yeah it is weird i looked up and i was like huh and this dude this dude wrote me i was like yo man i've been reading your stuff yeah, yeah. since i was in high school <laughs> I was that's like, wait, what? <laughs> but that's dope. Yeah, like, it's dope. It's dope. Like, but yeah. I, I'm always like thinking to myself, like, yo, how, who can I talk to right now in mm-hmm. Chicago to like try to learn more and do all, you know, shout out to my partner, Henny, like yeah. from EQT, like he's uh, in LA and okay. I've been able to like, do a lot because of that, because he's taught me a lot about this industry and how to like work through it and, and, and meet and, you know, he would intro me to a lot of people For like, sure. to help out with a lot of like all the artists I work with. Um, but it's just like right now, like I talked to a few people here, but I'm like, man, who who are the OGs right now? And I'm yeah. and then I looked up and I'm like, oh shit, it's us, it's us bro. Like <laughs> yeah. it's our generation, it's us. Like we have to. And keep I'm happy you said back. that. Yeah, we have to give back. I'm happy you said that because it's important to remember. Also, like just because you're still trying to get your shit going doesn't mean that like you can't give back as well. I feel like people don't want to give back because they're like, oh, I'm still working on my shit, and it's like, no even while you're doing that your mm-hmm. lessons you're just for the sheer fact that you're older than these people yeah so that means you've experienced stuff that they have yet to experience you still right. have to let them know yo don't get finessed on this yeah and especially if you're from the city because you can recognize finesse it. so mm-hmm. it's like hey mm, you might and, and i know for i've definitely talked myself out of rooms because i didn't let the artist get taken advantage of mm. Like I can, t- I know for a fact. There's several situations where, like, I on, on some media shit, I was yeah. not in the room on a, an official quality. I was like, mm, it's weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's one of those things to me where, yes, as an OG, I guess now, talk to me about what do you want to be known as? Like from an OG perspective, like what mentorship do you want to be remembered for? Um, I want to be remembered as the guy who well just to even go back to the mm-hmm. beginning because that's how i think about all this like i always have to remind myself why i started you right. know and the reason why i started was because i wanted to help out the chicago music scene period because i felt like i was i had so many friends who were so creative who just didn't have a platform to to create their mm-hmm. music or finalize their music and i just want to be the guy I, i'm still doing that to this day so it's that same vision, but 2020. Yep. Still doing the same just thing. Just execution. It's it's now I'm 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 a lot wiser, and now I I understand a lot more than I did, you know, 10 years ago. You know, in the For beginning, sure. it was always like, all right, I'm gonna figure it out. But yeah. now it's like, all right, well, I'm in it. I I've seen what didn't work, right. and I think what's funny is the studio to me was. Uh, a way to sculpt me to become a manager because mm-hmm. I've seen all the ways that you're not supposed to do it. Yeah. I've also seen all the ways uh, how you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. And I've used that to help out the people that I believe in on my side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and 
now it's 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 moving forward ten times over. We beyond my expectations. Where now I'm like the the artist that I'm big fans of before ten years ago that no one knew about now knows, and mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing to me. Like I love that. Yeah. So yeah. civic pride is a thing, man. And I think the I said to you before we even got on here, G, mm-hmm. like. The whole reason this exists, the podcast studio you're sitting in, the mm. photo stuff next door, like the whole reason it exists is because I want to provide those resources for the yeah. city. Because again, a lot of talent, not a lot of resources. Yes. And so I want to speak on that because I think you have a really great opportunity to let people know like, hey, get on a team. Yeah. You know, be a be a teammate, be a part of something. And I, I always say like everybody, you, you go to a, any sort of industry meetup and it's a dude who's going to tell you, yo, I'm a CEO. But I'm also a rapper, but I'm also mm-hmm. managing six artists, but I'm also right. drumming live in the club on Saturday. It's like, <laughs> right. fuck. So like, it's hard to do everything. So like, how important to you is like having a team and like everybody playing their role? Uh, it's very important. Yeah. Very important to me. Um, because it's true. You really can't do everything. I, I think honestly to do it, you would have to do it one at a time mm-hmm. master what you want to do first right i can't do what i'm doing right now if i was still engineering right totally man you know how many times i had sessions where people will book time with me three four hours and i'd sit there and be like all right cool you got the music and they would be like no nah, i'm here for you to consult and i'm like huh what what are you talking about he's like man i just just want you to hear my music what do you, let me know what i got to do and like i'm like oh wow so my mind in my mind i'm like yo i I got to I got to move on. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore because now the perception of me and knowing who I am and what the next step was for me, I was holding on to something that was not there anymore for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I love engineering. I love I love that. I still sit down and I'm always in the studio just like talking tidbits with, with Elton all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's community with, though. You got to be there. around. I'm, I'm still there all the time. We're talking about uh, new gear, all this. I love that shit. But at the end of the day, it's like, I have to be the person that overlooks everything. I have to be the person because if I'm not doing it, then who is? Who's mo- who's moving the ship? Right. Who's who's real? You know what I mean? I have to be that person. Now. Yeah. So yeah, it's you got to do. Um, you got to concentrate on the bigger picture and don't get caught up in trying to do every single thing just to say that you did it. That's true. That's that's the biggest thing to me is that I think we do. And I, I noticed this with a lot of people from Chicago. I, they do things just to say that they did it. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. But did you do it to the best of your, like, did you do it to the expertise? I'd rather hire, not hire someone, but like collab with someone that I know has some form of like, you know, experience in that. Okay. And then let them do their thing. Yeah. I'd rather you, like, that's such a, that's, that's boss shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of being the person who's like trying to be a manager and also working the fries and also yeah, cooking, sweeping up, sweeping and, up and, then, <laughs> and then you leave home like, I did all this shit, but yeah. how much you make, bro? Same yeah. shit. Same. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to be able to allocate these jobs so that we can create structure. We just don't know how to create structure. Like, we're all, Chicago, like Chicagoans to me, we're all like 150% creative and like 10% business. Mm, you know what I mean? Okay. Which is backwards to yeah. me. Yeah. And I like, I'm blessed. Like I, I got to grow up with my dad being the person who taught me a lot about my money, like and what to do with it and mm-hmm. putting purpose behind money. Right. 
and then I had my mom who was a creative who was and my dad was a creative too like he was used to draw used to do right. everything my mom was in the music so I just meshed the two and like I, I have a, a understanding of, of both aspects and that's, you know, that makes Chris classic right there. there you know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah. The perfect storm. Yeah. So, okay. And, and I'm really, really excited. We're having this conversation because it, it just proves my point a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> I like being right. Uh, so you currently manage, you know, mm-hmm. Who else? Do you have any other clients? Right uh, Monty Booker. Yeah. Oh, of course. Those yeah, two. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Those two. Um, if you are not familiar with those two artists, I need you to go ahead and take your time. I need you to go back. You need to listen. Just listen to all of it. It's all good. Yeah, it's okay. It's all good. It's I like right. it. I like it all. And <laughs> so for you. me, it's one of those things. I always that's one of my like go to phrases. Yeah. You know, you like I talk on this thing like so often. I'm like, <laughs> for me, it's I'm like yeah, I keep saying that shit. Anyway, we are in a very unique time like you said it feels like it's 2010 again which mm-hmm. i agree with which is kind of crazy because that means like it's about to get popping again which is great yeah yeah uh, i hope everybody gets money uh but let's talk about the project because the ghetto sage thing that's coming and mm-hmm. it's still you know in the process of being recorded it feels like that was the f- that's going to like i said it to somebody and i was like if they focus on just doing what they do best and this is not intended to be like a slight, but like that's the new Fuji's. Oh, I was, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like I, I'm on that level with it because I've seen how everybody has come up and the talent mm-hmm. that everybody has when they mm-hmm. were nobodies and now are somebody. Mm-hmm. And I also, again, the Chicago sense of like, oh, you're not about to outwrap me on this shit, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, that's real. And so I'm, I'm very positive and excited about that. So how did that project come together? Was it that picture of Pitchfork um, that set it off? No, I, I mean, they... They were always they performed together on TV and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. They mm-hmm. they were they were working beyond all like beyond all this like everything that's been like mm-hmm. surface level. You see it now. Yeah. It, man, they they're all friends, really. Like mm-hmm. for real. Like they talk to each other, and then over time, when that picture came out, mm-hmm. um, it got a little bit more serious, and now it got to a question of like, is this a group? Oh, yeah. And then it, it created this uh, perfect storm of like thing, like people talking about it, and it, it and it showed in the first track that that they dropped, Hagen right. does, you know, like, yeah. and honestly, like, we actually have the managers have a group, we have a group chat. Okay. Yeah, and we 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 talk constantly about like what. Um, just trying to figure out like what to do because this is a, such a special moment. Yeah. And I think we, and it's really based on them. It's really based on like what they want to do and what's the next step. And, um, I just know that there's going to be a lot more for them for real, for real. Like, I love it coming up. Yeah. I can't wait. That's going to be my, that's, that's on my short list of things to yeah, watch yeah. for. Yeah. And is it the project coming in 2020? I can't say nothing okay. yet. Okay. I can't say Ooh. nothing yet. I don't okay. know. You don't know nothing about nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, buddy. Uh, okay. So, classic, man, before I let you get out of here, we have some questions we ask every office hours interviewee. Okay. All right. So, take your time on them. Obviously, we can edit it. It'll sound great. What is one fact? It could be about you. It could be about the world at large that you think most people, that you want office hours readers to know. One fact that you want office hours readers to know. About me? Or just you said anything, anything right? Anything. It could be trivia. I was heavy in the basketball. You could who? Oh, I'm I'm nice, bro. 
Nice, like hold on, like nice. I, I played for Lane, bro. Like, oh, I, oh you yeah. hoot? Okay, you hooped. Okay, yeah. people don't see it coming, do they? Mm, nah, maybe. I, man, I'm Filipino, bro, so I, we all hoop. <laughs> like that is true. We all hoop. That is bro. a very true Yo, statement. I went to, <laughs> I, I went back home to the Philippines. I think like when I forgot when I was like a teenager. Yeah, and I remember I, I walked up to the courts and <laughs> I thought I hooped for real, for real. Yeah, but. When I seen people hoop with no shoes on, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo, this is next yeah, level like, uh, to me. Not my I'm like, no, I'm going to wear my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> That's like you ever play basketball against somebody in Thames? Yeah, yeah bro. I'm people like, from New York. Yeah, buddy. I'm like, I'm good on that. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't care that much. Right. No, but I hoop. I, I um, Yeah, I try to do as much. I want to see a manager game now. I want to see I want to see you out here. You got <laughs> to like cross Barber over or something. Right. <laughs> Get I'm it. actually trying to put something together. Like I, I, one of the biggest things I wanted to do was put all, like you said, like mm-hmm. put all these creatives in the city yeah. and actually create teams and put a tournament together. I actually started a a basketball tournament, a charity tournament for for cancer called oh, Ball, Balling Against Cancer. Yeah, which I'm actually trying to bring back um, yeah. next year. So can we post it on? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The one thing, speaking of competition in the city of Chicago, this is an anecdote for something that I did that mm-hmm. I think you should pay attention to. So, in top of the decade, mm. all of the local media publications were all, like, in the blog wars, right? So, yeah. most clicks wins, you know, you got to yeah. get some first and early. And so, it got to a point where people were real grimy with each other. Like, the competition mm. was very real. And it went from where it worked to, like, talking shit about people. Yeah. And so, it got to a point where people were getting hot. Like, you know, there were incidents. People were, like, and it's funny to think about because it's, like, newspaper people. But mm-hmm. people were really about that action. And right. so... I pitched an idea and a couple of folks, uh, shout out to Andrew from Gaper's Block. Mm-hmm. I was like, we need a media softball league. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the media publications in the city, get your aggression out on the field, mm-hmm. talk as much shit as you want, but you better win. Right. That thing is still going. Wow. That was two, I think it's 11 years now. Wow. Uh, but it's been going this whole time. So all the publications, the Reader, Red Eye, yeah. Trib, wow. all of them have a team. And like, I swear to God, the first couple of years, there were real fights. Like people were active. Like it was, but it was cool because you finally had an outlet. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like a lot of that healthy competition, if you put it in a context like a, a basketball, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. that kind of idea. Because I guarantee you, if you were like, all right, zero fatigue has a team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, is zero fatigue versus I don't fucking pivot versus yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. do it like the Rucker. Yeah. I think that kind of concept will actually do really well in the city. Yeah. Because it will be a lot of people who are united, all just like, plus we also like to talk shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, at that point, then it will be a really cool thing. So, I'm with you on that. Let me know how I can help. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, was, <laughs> that was the premise of yeah. why I wanted to do it was because I think through competition, you you get collaboration, yeah, right? 100%. Yeah. Uh, 100%. And, and we love that. Like, we in Chicago, we. We love to say that we we're on top. Period. Yeah. And like and God, and that's always I laugh because we're we're all divided at home. But God help you if we're all somewhere. Oh, Go we're all LA. friends. Oh we're my best God. friends, man. South we by. South by. Oh yeah, we're. Oh my God, yeah. what's up, bro? Yeah. Like we don't even talk in the city, bro. No, wouldn't wouldn't it's say fun. Hey. That's hilarious. But bro. it's real. Yeah. And God help you if you mess with somebody from the city. I don't care. Who, I, these yeah. people hate each other. At the crib. It's on. It's on site. Like yeah, that's facts. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's real, and I love that. Um, but I want to bring that energy home because I think the city wins overall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris Classic, the last thing. Where can people find you on the internet? Do you want them to find you on the internet? Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I put I put my some slight stuff on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Little updates on tidbits on what's, what's your, going what's on. What's your Instagram? Uh, at Chris Classic, C-H-R-I-S-C-L-A-S-S-I-C-K. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for listening to Office Hours. 
Uh, if you liked what you heard today, and I hope you did, be sure to rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. We should be across all of them. You know, let us know if we're not. If you'd like to discuss this episode or you want more information on this episode or you just want to suggest a future topic, email me at officehourswithernest at gmail.com. Again, that is officehourswithernest, E-R-N-E-S-T, all one word, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Be safe out there. Request the love, revenge to you. Benz are cool. That bitch fast, highs and dodge. Ice cream on the inside, highs and dodge. SRT. She said, I ain't never seen nothing like this in my motherfucking life, though. They ain't some nice kicks on old me, but I like though. Rap game star pupil, I wrote the shit with my eyes closed. Shorty say she working on for my tape, shit, cut a tabo. Range my shit, got range, I write with a rifle. Rightfully keep LED like a light show. I come from the north side, do it for the north side. That is not my bitch, ain't no strings tied. Gave ass the boot like Louisiana. Cross over like hot sauce, dug it out in pork chops. You, 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 you is not a street nigga, you up on the street nigga. It's cool to be you, just take a look at me, nigga. Ooh. I get the bands like the roots. Black out on my thoughts, request the love, revenge to you. Bands are cool, that bitch fast, highs and dodge. Ice cream on the inside, highs and dodge. SRT. I get the bands like the roots. Fins are cool. That bitch fast, highs and eyes. Ice cream on the inside, highs and eyes. Ice cream. I get the cake, tea, I'm a soup. Fake clout, got a hand out, nigga looking like I'm a soup. I'm really ten toes down, yeah, it look like I'm in boobs. One hand on the wheel, but I whip it if it like a ten or two. They can live for tennis shoes, but the people dying out here for less though. Meanwhile, them same shoes that the club said ain't the dress code. You say you fresh though, I'm on the bread, I'm on the pesto, I'm an investor. She put her heart in it, then let me be, this sound like a statue. I get it, man, like a fucking delicate, and that shit was easy, like my name was Eric. And then I take your girl like a nigga Elvis, make a couple dollars, spit it with the fellas, yeah, ice cream. Shoes, Ben and Jerry, yeah, my ice these fools. Tom and Jerry, I got price theme flows. Man, if every nigga for thing go help me. I get the bears like the roots, 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 that bitch fast, highs and eyes. Ice cream on the inside, highs and eyes. Ice cream. Papi, you don't wanna fuck with me. Half a suicidal bitch might suck you up and dust the knees and hit the streets. Rejoice a little. Right before my everything, his body's a casket. The line in Cherry Wood, the pussy turn him ashes to ashes. I dash it, I come up. I'm sucking dick cause black lives matter. I scatter roses on my metaphor cause the world shot nipsy when a girl got tipsy. I went to Ben and Jerry, got my berry on. Oh, world city crashing and burning niggas just carry on. Carry on, cry, 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 get right back to my money, then carry on. Cry, 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 hop right back in the pussy. Ooh, I wish he, I wish he would fuck me happy too. Looking at Ben on Jerry, I want my nigga coming through. Uh, I want the nigga coming through. Office Hours with Ernest Wilkins was recorded live at Mass in the greatest city in the world, Chicago, USA.